All right. Well, it's been a while, Jordan. It's been weeks, in fact, uh, since our last podcast episode, which took place all the way back in 2021. And here we are with our first podcast episode of 2022. And uh, hey, look, things have been kind of wild, really on all fronts, which is part of the reason why we haven't necessarily been able to come together to post uh, episodes here in the last few weeks. Uh, But obviously, we felt the need to make sure we carved out time to do it this week because of the naming of a new University of Hawaii head football coach. And it happens to be one of the all-time greats that played for the program, uh, former quarterback Timmy Chang. He has been all over the creation in his career. Uh, he was a offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Jackson State of all programs, now being run by Deion Sanders. He was with Nevada for the last handful of years. Uh, it was expected that he was going to follow Jay Norvell and that coaching staff over to Colorado State. But he gets the opportunity here after what was a, a fairly, dare we say, tumultuous ride in the uh, coach search process, uh, certainly in terms of of public headlines. Uh, But that said, uh, if you take these two flashpoints, right, a few weeks ago, Todd Graham was the head coach and it was pretty calamitous. Fast forward several weeks and now Timmy Chang is the head coach. If you just look at those two flashpoints in a vacuum, you'd be like, wow, that's that's pretty remarkable. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of pilikia that occurred, though, in the weeks in between. But um, first off, great to see you. Happy New Year, if we can still say that. Uh, but what's your take on just just everything that's transpired here over the last few weeks? Yeah, I think I think we can. It's uh, it's like almost Chinese New Year, right? The Lunar New Year is uh, <laughs> like February 1st, I think. So, yeah, why not? Right. Keep it rolling. Um, it's been wild. Like you couldn't write a script, right? You couldn't write this script. People would be like, this is too ridiculous. (laughs) Just too ridiculous. Like the last month and a half has just been insane. And I'm sure every, you know, most people who listen to our podcast are, are, I'm pretty sure in tune with what the heck has been going on, right? From, from the, the end of the season to the, the slight mutiny uh, with all of the transfers to like Twitter spaces becoming a widely known (laughs) thing. Didn't even know what it was uh, to a bowl bid on the heels of that, that sort of really flipped that on its head because guys were staying now. And then a Hawaii bowl that, that ends up being canceled because Hawaii has to pull out like 36 hours before the game. And then more guys transfer. And then we have like a Senate hearing um, that was, you know, kind of a kangaroo court, but also 100% expected. If anybody follows the, the Hawaii state Senate, like I, you know, and then, and then uh, a doubling down by the UH administration that, that Todd Graham is their guy and they fully support him and they're putting a plan in place to help him basically assimilate better to Hawaii. And then a week after that, Todd Graham resigns sort of quietly at midnight Eastern time on a Friday night. <laughs> and then uh, a, a former head coach looking to return the program the glory publicly states he's interested and then it seems like he's the front runner and then a a very public tit for tat and press conferences held that apparently weren't authorized and and then um and then poor timmy chang like one of the favored sons of hawaii like one of the biggest stars in college football during his time uh ends up with the job and he's probably the guy i felt worse for because it it's like, are we trying to make this job harder for him? It's already hard enough. Like all the things working against Timmy Chang to make this a viable, competitive, successful program, you know, in Division One college football, let alone the Mountain West. Um, it just seemed like we were trying to make this as difficult as, but like we got him all the way to like the boss level of like a video game. It's like, yeah, just skip everything. We're just going to make this as hard as possible, Timmy. We're just going to make it as hard as possible for you um when you finally get the job and can take it it's just it was so crazy like every time it seemed like all right hey quiet couple of days this program can move forward no drama no press conference no public statements nope he said she said it's like what is going on what is going on and um i can thankfully say but it's been a little less than a week since since timmy was announced and since then it's been it's been kind of quiet. <laughs> and honestly, it's only been positive. Like the, the staff is coming together. You've got some pretty high profile recruits, you know, interested, if not saying that they are verbally coming. Um, thankfully, the last week has been a nice reprieve from the last seven weeks prior to that, which was just insane. Just yeah. Insane. 
Yeah, it, it just kind of felt like UH, and I'm not trying to absolve the uh, Senate committee that unleashed an ambush, if you will, a little bit on David Lesner and David Matlin and company, but it, I don't think it necessarily lessened the impact of some of the testimony that was heard. It just felt like they couldn't quite stay out of their own way in a lot of this journey here. Uh, I just, I, I felt really uneasy. It just, it really gave me an Uji feeling. Whether or not you wanted June Jones to have the job, I didn't think it was a great look. It wasn't in the best interest of the program as a whole to have this press conference with the university spokesman, Dan Meisenzall, that seemed to attempt to discredit the character of June Jones and, and try to, to credit the integrity of David Matlin and, and, and the administration at the University of Hawaii it just it felt very propaganda ish. Uh, and I was just thinking, you know, this program is in a pretty low point here, given such a tough situation and predicament when it came to Aloha Stadium. Right. And, and just all of these other circumstances, COVID, I mean, just hit after hit. Uh, on this program that was to no fault of their own. But then the Todd Graham fiasco occurs and you have all of this dissension within the program. Uh, and it leads to basically, I think, Todd Graham having to resign uh, just, just to kind of get out of the way here because of, of the circumstances. Um, but yeah, I just felt like because of all of that, this program was in a position where whether you wanted June Jones or not, whoever you deemed worthy of taking this program forward, it was a time that requires healing. It is a time that requires healing. And so we should be banding together. We should be linking arms as opposed to disparaging uh, entities who are vital in the written and spoken history of University of Hawaii football. You know, and so I, I just that didn't sit well with me. That didn't feel good. Time will allow that to kind of settle down a little bit. You would hope that uh, the different parties involved maybe see uh, just how bad a look some of that was. Uh, and at the end of the day, here we are, Timmy Chang. Uh, we are recording this the morning of his official in-person introductory press conference. He has moved the family back from Reno officially. They, they flew in last night uh, and he is going to address uh, the media today. We had a chance to talk with him before that. And let me tell you right now, you want to listen to this interview with Timmy Chang. What, what, what is very, very obvious is his passion for this place. Uh, he becomes overwhelmed with emotion in some instances here, talking about his time here, talking about his family and, and the connections here. Uh, it makes me feel very old because uh, it was just announced that Winden Ho'ohuli, uh, the son of Watson Ho'ohuli, <laughs> who played with Timmy, and I covered those teams when I was like around their age, that he is transferring back to Hawaii from Nebraska after serving a redshirt year there. And so that's, you know, pretty good news. It's a pretty high profile, top ranked recruit out of Hawaii. So there's a lot of things that are happening here concurrently. Uh, but I think when you listen to this Timmy Chang interview, it's going to strike some chords that I think this fan base has been very, very thirsty to hear. I, I completely agree. And, you know, I know we're, we're an audio only podcast, right? Uh, so I, I think a lot of that will still come through. But I mean, you can see like the, the emotion on his face, right? And, and just how deeply passionate I think he is about the job, about the place, right? The, he talked about, you know, the dorm he lived in at the University of Hawaii and like the connections and, and growing up. And, and it's just, an, I'm not necessarily of the belief that it always has to be like a, a Hawaii guy as the head coach, but boy, there are a lot of natural advantages to having a Hawaii guy as the head coach of the University of Hawaii football program. And I think, you know, you bring up Winden Ho'ohuli and that's just like a small part of why it is so advantageous to have somebody like Timmy Chang as your head coach, right? It's like, hey, look, the, the consensus top rated recruit in his recruiting class, maybe not this year, but that, that, that wants to come home. It's like, hey, yeah, like, Timmy probably has his dad's number, right? Because they played together. Like that is so valuable. That is just so valuable. And, and his ability to connect, his ability to relate to a lot of these kids that are coming up, like the recruiting aspect is so valuable. The fan buy-in, like all of it, right? And, and, and as you point out, it is a kind of a nexus for this University of Hawaii program as to what the future is going to be right like like how does how does the future get reborn if you will 
how do you have sort of some some sort of renaissance um, with this program and, and with the situation it was in, like you needed somebody with those ties, right? Whether it was June, whether it was somebody like a Timmy Chang, whether it was some of the other names thrown out there, Brian Smith, something like, but, but folks that, that knew this place deeply cared about this place deeply. Um, it was, I think, I think it's going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way. It's exciting to hear some of his ideas, right? Some of his, his points of emphasis on, on what's important with this team. It's, you know, he, he talked about, you know, all kinds of things that I think, uh, you know, to echo what you said, I think will, will resonate with the Hawaii football fan um, and not to give too much away from the interview, yeah. but I, I think, I, I think it's safe to say like, there are a lot of things and I don't even think Timmy's trying to do that, right? Like he's not speaking from talking points. He This wasn't a prepared statement. This isn't like a rebuttal of the previous regime in any way. It's just, I think he, he, he checks the boxes. Like if you're a fan and you're like, what do you want to hear from a coach? I think we heard a lot of that. And again, I don't think he's trying to do that. I think it's just sort of inherent in how he is approaching this job. This process could have very easily made adversaries of him and his former mentor, mm-hmm. June Jones. And he addresses that in this interview. And I thought that what he said was of great value, especially in the wake of what we were just talking about at a time when Hawaii should be banning together, right? All the supporters of this program should be banning together. It probably isn't good business to be disparaging one of the authors of, of one of the, the more impactful and, and perhaps greatest chapters in the history of UH football and June Jones. And I think Timmy just very organically and genuinely kind of reaches out and, and reconnects that in this interview. And so, uh, yeah, pretty proud of uh, the opportunity to talk with Timmy here uh, this morning. So without further ado, we've been hyping it up enough. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and play that interview with the new UH football coach, Timmy Chang. All right, so here we are with the newly named University of Hawaii head football coach, Timmy Chang. Uh, I asked you before we started recording, but I'll ask you officially again. Have you gotten any sleep here over the course of the last few days? I doubt it. No, it's uh, we, we, you know, you get hired on Saturday and you go to work immediately. And uh, <laughs> it's been good. It's been good. I think uh, I think I'll, I'll sleep. I'll sleep knowing that this program is winning. And so um, but. But right now it's time to go to work and, uh, and, and make sure that we, we put the right pieces in place. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's a lot of spinning plates, right? It's trying to research who you want to add to the staff and round that out. Uh, it's also conceptualizing what this job is all about now that you have it. Um, and so, you know, everything is sort of happening concurrently. But I'll ask you a broad question. As you now accept this position and step into the role as University of Hawaii head football coach, what is your view of the program in its current state? Um, opportunity, you know, opportunity to get better every day. Um, you know, the kids that are here, um, it's all about them. You know, it's all about them. Um, trying to put together a staff that will, will help us be in a, put these kids in a position to win some games. But uh, we're excited. We're excited. I'm, I'm excited for these kids. You know, it's, it's all about them. And, 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 you know, they, they've been through a little bit, but it doesn't define who they are. It's just an experience that they went through. And, and, you know, I think moving forward, we're just going to learn from that and, 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 and chalk it up as a lesson. But I think, I think we can, you know, I think we can put together something that, uh, that can be special. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that's a wonderful perspective because you're right. I mean, this program has been through some stuff here as of late. Uh, and even some of the national attention that's been given to this program uh, can present a challenge for you as the new head coach. What is objective number one? I mean, aside from some of the logistical stuff of naming staff members and that kind of thing, what, what is sort of the, the main objective here for you to get this thing running? You know, I think it started at six o'clock this morning was, was to be around the guys. You know, we, 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 I interrupted their, their normal routine of a, a six o'clock on the field, uh, schedule for running a team running today. And I just wanted to be around them and, and just let them know that um, I'm here. We're going to put this thing together. And that, uh, and that it's, again, uh, you know, it's, it's all about them. It really is. You know, they're, they're the guys that, you know, are going to be playing, you know, on those Saturdays. And, and I, and I, and I flat out told them, I go, my time's done. 
I go, it, it's not about me. It's not about what I know. It's about what I can instill in you guys and get you guys humming the way we need to be, the way that we all need to be. It's about the guy next to me. It's about my brother. I got to be able to count on my brother. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's going to be about them. And, 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 and my job is, you know, is to just put them in position, help them develop them, get, the, help them reach their goals on and off the field, you know? And so, you know, we, we didn't talk about winning Mount West this morning. We didn't talk about, you know, what we're going to do, how we're going to do. All we talked about is setting the foundation about what we believe in and, and taking one day at a time and just building upon that to go reach our goals. Yeah. Hey, hey coach, what, what were, what were some of those reactions, I guess, like, what were some of those conversations like when you kind of expressed that message to your guys, you know, earlier this morning? You know, you had some head nods, you know, you got, you got some guys, why, you know, if they weren't wide awake, I think you had some head nods and some, some nodding of approval, but you know, more, I think, I think what I loved about, about it today was just watching them go out there and, and go through their things. I mean, these Friday, these Friday, um, activities that they do are not going to get easier you know we're going to test them mentally they'll be they'll be doing stuff that has nothing to do with football but we want to we want them to push mentally and under and 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 push each other and encourage each other and there was a kind of energy out there today that that had me excited I mean you know as as a coach and as a as a competitor um a former competitor you know, when you're around your guys and you see them running around, man, it, it kind of fires you up a little bit. You know, it, it kind of excites you. I felt that energy from them and and it, and that excited me, excited me about our future. Yeah, and I think it's probably a, a two way thing, right? You've got to sort of get the buy in of the guys that are already within the program. And then obviously with with signing day on the horizon and, and you're out recruiting and you've already gotten some some verbal commitments, but what's been the selling point to the guys that you're trying to bring into the building, if you will, what's been the recruiting pitch to the guys that, that you're trying to get to, uh, to sign on the dotted line here? You know, as far as, as far as signing, as far as signing guys, you know, it, it's been pretty public that we, we've lost, you know, a lot of good players. And so, you know, the timing of this, um, the timing of recruiting, you know, the, the, there's two signing dates, you know, and that's been new within the last five years, an early signing date and the normal signing date. Um, you know, and I was I was explaining it earlier was, you know, when I went to Colorado State, we had 10 days to sign. We could have signed all 32. We could have signed 32 guys on the line, you know, because we, we had relationships. We built relationships since June. You know, we, we you know, you know, personally, we brought in I brought in six receivers, you know, with the help of the staff, you don't do it alone, but with the help of the staff and we brought in six receivers, you know, two transfers and stuff. And that was at Colorado State in December, 10 days before the first signing date. You know, walking into this situation is a lot different. You know, um, it, you're toward the end of the signing date. You have these coveted scholarships that you you can you can change kids lives and people's lives. But you know, we want to be smart and strategic about who we pick because you can't just hand them all out and expect those guys to come in day one against Vanderbilt. You know, we want guys to come in and play and have an impact immediately at some of these positions. And so it kind of goes back to Canola's question is, you know, you really got to figure out what you have in house, you know? And, and so when I start to watch the film, which I'm going to, I'm going to get here shortly, you know, when I start to watch the film on our guys, you know, our coaching staff starts to come in. We start to build on what we think is the best situation, what putting our kids in the best situation, offense, defense, and special teams. We, we collaborate that with what's the roster. What's our bloodline look like? What, what do these guys look like? What can they do well? So we start to build around that. And now you can see where you, you know, you get the pieces to put in. So I'm stressing patience to, patience to our, 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 our staff right now. You know, because we can just go and sign 22, 32 guys right now if we if we feel the need. But I think right now at this time, it, it's about picking the right guy, the right fit for our program to immediately make an impact and uh, and put out a good product uh, when it comes out here in T.C. Ching. 
I think that makes a lot of sense and, and, and shows a lot of uh, patience on your part being this first time head coach and, and maybe having this drive to want to get everything sort of put in place. Uh, but the slow play could, could definitely benefit you when it comes to the recruiting front. Um, we go back a bit. Uh, we're not that far apart in age. You know, I covered you when you were at St. Louis, covered you when you were at the University of Hawaii doing your thing. Um, I'm just wondering how it has hit you, if it has uh, maybe that first time out on the field this morning where you're like, all right, I'm back. And now this is my program. Like what, how, how did that resonate with you? I tell you what, we go back. I mean, we go back to when our dads, you know, <laughs> your dad's right. up in the booth That's you right. know, with the late Robert Kikala. And, uh, and man, I'm, I, I'm getting, I'm just, uh, you know, it's kind of emotional just, just thinking about those guys because, um, you know, you hear their voice, you know, um, you know, just kind of, you know, it, it, um, you miss them, mm-hmm. you know, you miss them. I miss my dad on my field. I miss dad on the field. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, he's in that bright red Jersey, you know, and, and you hear those guys voices as, you know, I'd come home after the game and, 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 you know, I turn on the, the replay of the game and I, and I hear those guys, you know, and, and I miss them. I know you miss dad, you know, and, uh, but, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, for us, it's full circle, man. You know, I'm, I'm, it's full circle. I mean, I'm, you know, I just sat in the office for a little bit and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long time coming, you know, when I, when I, you know, growing up in these different parts of the Island, you know, I, I was born in YPO Gentry, uh, raised in YPO Gentry, born in the same hospitals with everybody, you know, at Kapiolani. And then, you know, I go to, I go to school up here in, at Noalani and, uh, you know, I go to school at St. Louis, but I'm, I'm, I'm playing at on the, on the, on the basketball courts at Kalakawa gym, you know, I'm playing in the leagues at Milani and Manoa and the Palisades. And, and so I, I relate, I mean, I relate to all these families and these kids, man, you know, it's, it's, it's surreal, you know, I'm, 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 I'm breaded in this, uh, in this culture, I'm breaded in the way that, you know, kids grow up here and it's, and it's special. And so I think, uh, you know, it's, you know, a couple of times this past week, I, I, I woke up and I had to remind myself, man, you're a head coach, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you're not an assistant anymore, but, you know, through, through all the, the, all the years of, you know, um, of the journey, I think from, from playing here to going to, you know, playing professionally in and out for four years, you know, um, coming back, getting my degree, having my first child in Canada to the grind of, of just coaching and, and you just go, I mean, I tell all these young coaches and I'm putting together a staff and, and I'm giving, I'm giving guys opportunities to start their coaching career. And I just tell them, man, you, you don't know what the future holds. All you can do is just put your trust in the man that you believe in, man. And you just go, you go and, and you let everything fall where it falls, but you grind, you enjoy the process. And I think the thing that really, really helped me was having that, that Aloha spirit, you know, um, I think, I think, you know, every day in the offices that I've been in across the country, you know, just being, you know, being nice to people, you know, um, caring about people, you know, caring about your players, caring about your staff, your support staff. I really think that played a big role for me. And, and it's part of our culture. It's part of who we are. But you go, you go to work every day and you grind and, 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 and you work hard and, and you just you never know what's going to happen. And so 20 years later, I stand here, the head coach of the football team. And, you know, in, in, in all honesty, 18 years, 18 years ago, when, I mean, when I was 18 years old, I made the decision to stay home. And um, and, 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 and these are and this is the reason why. Well, I think based on some of the, the, the recent circumstances surrounding the program, uh, hearing you say some of the things you just did uh, is really going to uh, strike a certain chord uh, with the fan base here. Uh, I think that's going to going to mean a lot. And, you know, you mentioned your dad and uh, one of my all time favorite University of Hawaii football memories will always be the touchdown pass on which you broke uh, the NCAA record. And my dad was on the call and you grabbed the ball and you ran over to your dad, who was working as the red hat on the crew. You gave him the ball. You gave him a hug. And uh, I mean, I just think about that now and it was just um, 
it was such a special moment that that really sort of encompassed what can make this football program so damn spectacular. It is. It is. And and this place is special. This program is special. You know, when this program wins, the state really feels it. I, I've seen it by doing it. I've seen it before, before I came here. You know, when, when June in 99 and they resonated that team and they won the WAC Conference Championship, you know, I've seen it with Cole Brennan. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. The late Cole Brennan, man. I mean, mm. you know, you know, some of these guys that we lost recently, I mean, it, it's, it, it's hard. It's hard, to ex- it's hard to express your feelings about it, but, you know, they meant so much to the program and everybody buys in. But when this state wins – they, I could feel the energy in the state. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome till it comes back around. If you lose, it's a sour taste and you just want to go play again. You know, you just want to get back on that field and compete. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's awesome, man. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to work and I'm going to work my butt off. I promise you. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious to me, you know, you, you mentioned sort of this, this long journey, right. That, that, that's brought you home essentially. Um, and then, then the whirlwind of like the hiring process, like college football hirings are just, I mean, it's chaotic. It's kind of insane in Hawaii, probably no different, but what, what were the, that week or that the, the few days like that sort of led up to, you know, eventually you getting the job, what, what was that all like for you? I mean, it was, it was fast. You know, it was fast and um, it, it comes at you fast. And 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 I and, and the, the department had to make a decision fast because of, of, of the circumstances. But uh, it was great, man. If I didn't get this job, what an experience to go through the process, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I did get the job and I'm here sitting talking to you guys. But it, you know, I w- it, when I was out there, I was wearing two hats. I was still recruiting you know, for, for Colorado state, you know, and, and doing that job. And then at the same time, I was uh, going through the process and interviewing um, and, and trying to get this job. And so, um, you know, it, 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 it's a college coach during the November to January time of year. <laughs> it, there's so much uncertainty. I mean, it's, it's, you just kind of hold tight and see what's going to go on. But more importantly, you know, you really just want to win games. That that's what it really comes down to. You know, you got to win games. You know, and 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 how do you win games? You got to figure out your formula. You know, and, and and there's a formula to every single place, and every and every single place is different, right? Hawaii's unique. You know, I mean, Kanoa can Kanoa will say, and and there's there's successful offices off offenses and. There's successful keys and parts. And I think June was public about it too. He's like, I just followed Dick Tomey's thing, you know, and, uh, and recipe and, and, and June's right. You know, he's right. And, you know, it, you just got to follow the formula and, and put yourself out there to do well. You know, it's meant, it's interesting. You mentioned June uh, and, and, you know, going back to when you made the decision to attend the university of Hawaii coming off of that great turnaround year. Uh, one of the, the great local recruiting classes really in the history of the program. Um, and you, you found yourself in a, a really interesting situation where you and your former head coach were both candidates for this job vacancy. I'm just wondering, you know, what your, uh, view of all that was and 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 also kind of what your uh, relationship with June is what what you think about him uh, and the impact that, that maybe he's had on you in this place oh man I can't I can't say enough about about that man I mean you know I I, I committed to him when I was an 18 year old you know and um and I and I owe him so much I mean from 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 him coaching me mentoring me you know, I was, and, and, and even more so getting into the profession of coaching, I respect that man so much more because of what he does day in and day out, you know, and it's, and, you know, I, I owe him everything. I mean, you know, from, from, you know, after done playing, you know, getting into the coaching profession. I mean, I, I, I me and my wife sent out a number of emails and phone calls to try to just get your foot in the door because it's such a highly coveted job, you know, 
and and only one person returned my call and that's June. And so I went, I go and, you know, I get my foot in the door. He gives me my opportunity and I go to SMU with him as a graduate assistant. And, and he helps me just, you know, the next job, he helps me get the next job. And then, you know, from there, I just kind of go and he lets me just kind of fly on my own and figure it out. But he's always there to, to answer the phone, always there to give me advice, you know, and, and it was no different. It was no different through this process. You know, it, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I was in communication with him. You know, he, he told me he wanted to go for the job. I said, coach, you know, I'm applying, I'm going for the job, but at the same time, I mean, the respect that, that I have for that man is, is tremendous, tremendous. I mean, he's, he, he, he's done so much for me and my family. I mean, I'm going to see him here shortly. I'm going to see him here in the next couple of days. You know, he knows that we're, I'm going to be busy doing some things, but, uh, but, you know, we, we've kept in contact. We've been watching, we've been watching what's been happening in Hawaii for, for a while. And, and June's heart, all he wants to do is help. You know, and 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 he wants to. Um, he just wants to see this program succeed. He wants he wants the best for the state, and 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 that's and to me that's, it's mutual. We we both we both want what's best. Yeah, I think that's coming across. Uh, you know, the emotion is swelling in you. That that's very obvious, and uh, this this is clearly something that that means a lot to you. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, I don't know who's happier, me or my family, though. You know, the wife and the, the kids, they're all excited. The, the grandma, you know, and, and my sisters and all that, they're, they're, they're like, you know, I got to go to work. They're going to they're <laughs> gonna go to the beach or do what they need to do. But, um, but it, it's, it's so full circle. I mean, it is. It's so, it's so crazy. It's so crazy, you know. And it's, it's literally when, when you commit to a school, and I tell the recruits this, man, it's a 5, 10, 12, 5, 10, 15, 20-year plan. You got to see yourself. When you commit, you got to see yourself committing to something bigger. You got to see the roll down the, the line. And about 22 years later, I sit here as the, the head coach of this great football team. So it's awesome, man. And um, the journey, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I also sense, a dare I say, a little bit of like almost a southern twang. You spent a little time in Jackson, Mississippi. You've been in, in Reno. Uh, a little bit of accent picked up along the way here. I don't I don't know. I don't know what I got going on. <laughs> Come on. I don't know what I, I've been. I've been so far away from home. I don't know what the hell I got going on. OK, I could talk to a recruit. I, I might be in I might be in inner city L.A. You know, the next day I might talk to another guy. I might be in the south. I mean. I don't know what I got going on. Come on. <laughs> the pigeon will be but back in no time. It, it'll, it'll, it'll come back. It'll come back. It, it's whatever it needs to be, right? You know, yeah. you got to be able to, you got to be able to walk into any living room and, and get it sorted out. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of on that note, uh, Timmy, as, as we learn more and more about your, your staff that you're putting together, it, it seems like an overarching theme that a lot of these guys by and large have ties either to the program directly or, or to Hawaii in general. Um, what was kind of the mindset or, or, or goal as you started to put together your staff of, of the kind of uh, assistant coach you were looking for to, to fill out your coaching roster? Well, I, I, first, you know, the coach has got to be developers of men. And so that's, that's, that's the first criteria, you know, they, they got to, when they're selling themselves to recruits, when they're coaching guys on the field, you know, they're, they're accountable and responsible for their guys. And so you gotta get, you gotta, first of all, they gotta be able to develop guys. Okay. Um, secondly, you know, you, you think about your unique situation and position and where you're at, you know, you gotta, you gotta put guys around the program that, that understand the program that, that know what they're walking into, know, um, know it's opportunities as well as it's challenges so that they can help you identify things that you might not be able to see. And then I think, I think the, the other, the other key component was um, a like-minded staff that would be on the same page and get each other and, and, and get each other's back and make sure that um, whatever happens in that room, when we walk out, we're on the same accord and then we can go and teach that to the guys to get them to do what we need to do. And so you know, I tell the guys, man, it, even myself, is, is, there's no egos at the door. You check them at the door. When you walk in, 
You know, we, we understand what the goal and the mission is every day. Every, every, every staff members in charge of their guys get to get those guys doing what you want them to do. You know, there's an old saying is, uh, you either coaching it or you allowing it. And so we, we need, we need to make, we need to make sure that whatever we're teaching them and whatever our drills that we're doing every day and, and the things that we want them to do, make sure the time spent with those guys are important and you're teaching those skill sets, those fundamentals. And on top of that, you're being, you're, you're, you're able to recruit those type of guys that you want, that you're going to hang your hat on. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, a, a lot of people curious uh, what that is you're going to be teaching, I guess, you know, scheme wise, what, what do you, what's your plan offensively in particular? I, I think obviously a lot of people going to, going to liken you to that side of the football, but, but overall offense, defense, you know, what, what, uh, what do you kind of got in store as you, you start uh, brainstorming with your staff here? Well, the, the, I guess the, the, the foundation, the foundation of our, our, our team will be, you know, toughness, mental toughness, physicality. Okay. And, 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 a, and a discipline that, that we can hang our hat on. I mean, the, the, the Polynesian kids, you know, I mean, they're, they're all of that, you know, they're, they're the guys, they're the guys that we're going to lean our hat on. And, and, and we're going to try to win those trenches. Okay. Um, offensively schematic wise, you know, I, I hired one of the top FCS offensive coordinators, if not the top out FCS coordinators in the country. Um, and, 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 and he has a style of offense, you know, I'm a, I'm a run and shoot by trait and, and nature. And that's my foundation. You know, I've been to air raid, I've been to some RPO offenses, you know, and so there's a background of, building and you know it, it starts to become a chess match with defenses and figuring things out as you watch film and you understand who your opponent is and who your chess match against and so um we're going to collaborate and we're going to come out with you know a spread offense because that's the formula you know you're going to you're going to spread teams out you're going to make them cover all of the field and um and and you're going to you're going to have a good run game and a vertical passing game and quick throws to the outside. And you're going to make these guys cover everything. And if they don't, you just got to keep taking, taking, taking. And we're, and before you know it, you know, you're, you're pretty explosive when you just do your job on defense, you know, again, with, it starts with those guys up front. We need to get off to the quarterback. You know, we need to, you know, create havoc, you know, um, make sure that, you know, we, we, we stop the running back. You know, we plug every gap with gap sound and then we got a blanket cover on the outside. OK, we got to make sure that, you know, no balls get by us, keep everything underneath us and tackle well. And so, um, you know, schematically. You know, I think uh, I think it's going to be good when we all get together and all our ideas come up, but then we'll focus on those things. You know, we'll focus on what we want to be really great at. And uh, and just implement that and make sure our guys are going. You know, the, the biggest thing is fundamentals, man. It's it's blocking, it's tackling, it's passing, it's catching. I mean, it it, re it really comes down to those fundamental things that you need to do. On special teams, I'm bringing a guy that was with me uh, in Nevada, and and was going to go to Colorado State. Um, you know, he's you know he's going to bring a culture that I think that we all we're all going to buy into. Um, and and special teams is really important. You know, you can create advantages on special teams and it's a cultural thing. It's really special teams is an unselfish thing. You know, everybody wants to be the receiver to catch all the balls. Everybody wants to be the de starting defensive bat. But you got to add value to yourself. You got to add value to this team. And so, you know, special teams will be it's it. And, and the thing about special teams, it's all your fundamental traits on offense and defense coming together. And so we can be really good at our fundamental traits on offense and defense, and there's no, there's going to be no problem on what we do with special teams. And so, you know, I, I, I can say this, you know, schematically, whatever, when we put our heads together and we come out with this final product, you know, it, we just got to make it hard and difficult for whoever was coming into TC Chang, you know, to win that week. And uh, we need to put our best product forward on those Saturdays. It's remarkable how life works, man. No matter where you've been, you have always been associated in the eyes of many as a University of Hawaii guy, as a Hawaii guy, as an island son, 
And fast forward all these years, here you are wearing the logo as the head coach of the program. Uh, this is something that uh, is really special, man. And it's great to see you. And, and we can't appreciate and thank you enough uh, for the, the generosity with your time here in, in such a busy stretch of days. So thank you. No, thank you guys, man. You guys, you guys are awesome. Look forward to seeing you guys more. All right. We told you it was a great conversation with Timmy Chang. You can't help but feel happy for the guy. Uh, and I think uh, the people that listen to that, you know, fans that that are maybe still on the fence about whether or not this was the direction to go. I think you, you hear uh, his intent uh, and, and the objectives behind that intention. I think um, I, I think it's easy to imagine people getting behind him uh, and at, at the very least supporting him because supporting him is supporting the University of Hawaii football and its future health. That's a big deal here. All right, uh, let's get to our post game. There was so much that happened over the course of the last few weeks. There's just no way we could touch it. So we wanted to focus a little bit more here on the naming of this football coach, but we'll allow ourselves a chance to kind of go tangential a bit here in our best and worst, which is a fixture of the show to close the deal. Uh, so what, uh, What's your best here as we get ready to uh, round out this return episode? Yeah, kind of, kind of a, a maybe a, a roundabout best. Um, but I did. I, this came down yesterday, right? Uh, uh, Jenna Gabriel, the you know terrific setter for the University of Texas and former guest on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, obviously, we got a little connection to her. But she said she's stepping away from the program. Uh, to sort of prioritize her mental health and and not that that's necessarily a great place to be for her, but I, I just think it is terrific that she felt empowered to do so uh, and to speak about it openly. And, and I give her all the credit and, and wish her all the best, um, you know, and, and hopefully she can return to, to playing volleyball because she's really good at it <laughs> and uh, on a really good team and a really good program uh, that also has like another Hawaii all-American heading that way in Devin Kahavai from, from Kamehameha schools next year. So yeah, I just, just kind of wanted to, uh, to give a shout to, to Jenna as she, uh, you know, prioritizes her mental health in her words. And I think that's, that's, uh, that's a very strong thing to, uh, to go ahead and do on her part. Yeah. We're starting to learn and appreciate so much more about that, right? The treating mental health the way we treat physical health, right? If she had a bum ankle and she asked for some time off, nobody would question that. Uh, that should also be the approach and the reaction to when there are players who suggest that they need some time to address their mental health. And I think we're coming around a little bit slowly, but surely on that front, but uh, yeah, she's done great, not just in her playing career, but she's really taking advantage of this NIL era. She's big on social media. So uh, yeah, more power to her and we wish her the best and and, want to definitely present our support for her uh, as she goes through whatever that she needs to go through. Uh, all right, my best. I'm going uh, University of Hawaii men's basketball. Honorable mention to the Rainbow Wahine Hoops team as well, which has been on a recent run, although they suffered a loss last night at the time of this recording to UC Santa Barbara on the road. But the UH men have won six straight. They're 5-0, and tied for first with Cal State Fullerton atop the Big West Conference standings. They've been playing some good ball. Uh, this is probably the most well-rounded and complete team we've seen under Iran Ganat since that first year in 2015-2016, where they made history and won the program's first first ever NCAA tournament game uh, against Cal. And so this team, there are some similarities, I think, just in terms of the, the uh, all-around game that they bring, the scoring threats that are all over the floor, certainly the way they defend. Uh, I'm not ready to say that they're on the same level as that team, but I think it's pretty objective to say that this is probably – Iran Ganat's best squad since then uh, with the likes of Bernardo da Silva, who is now uh, the team is eight and one when he is in the lineup. Uh, I think you see the, the elevated game of guys like Noel Coleman, Jerome DeRosier, the transfer from Princeton, who has just been awesome. He is like a more refined Zygmars Rimo. He doesn't, fear any of the contact or physicality of the game but this guy can also break you off late in the shot clock uh they've got some goods here we haven't even mentioned junior madut who is you know arguably one of their most skilled players on the floor kamaka hepa whose length uh is is so invaluable for this team uh and they go deep zor ned was a walk-on and here he is contributing in, in pretty high profile minutes for this team um they're good. They're objectively good. And, and I think that they have a chance if, if everything stays on track here, health wise, certainly as it relates to COVID, uh, they have a chance to maybe do something special. I'm all in. I'm all, I think they're really good. Like watching this team play more and more, they, they guard, 
they're big. They can go big. They can go small, right? They start those three bigs who I think are pretty dynamic, as you point out. And, and I was looking at my notes. So sorry if you mentioned this, but like they don't even have Samuta Avea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if or, he was on the team. Or Juan Munoz, who was supposed right, to be their starting the, guard. Right. So you, like you, you lose two starters and this is still the team. Like Noel Komen can get buckets. That dude is good. Like this team is as good offensively, I think, as Aranganat has had in a, a several several year stretch. Uh, which I think helps a lot, right? Some of the, like last year, there were some stretches where they just couldn't throw it in the ocean. And, and that, I think, kind of doomed them on a, a decently talented squad last season. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a good team. Like they've got the pieces. Uh, and, and the, you know, they've played a decent chunk of the Big West already. I know there's some big games looming still, um, but they they could they surely beat anybody, and and they've got the pieces to go ahead and win three games in the conference tournament, which is always a crapshoot. Don't get me wrong, um, but this this team is good. Yeah, yeah, they're good, and, and they have a big one tomorrow uh, against UC Santa Barbara. They've been through a bunch of issues when it comes to COVID. Five of their previous eight games canceled. They're starting to slowly come together. They have one of the best big men in the conference in Amadou So who just keeps getting better. Now he's shooting threes, this guy at this stage of his career. So uh, that'll be a good test. And, and uh, I think, yeah, you're right. Hawaii right now, uh, they are one of the top two, if not the best team in the conference. In fact, uh, Joe Pasternak, the head coach for UCSB said just that he says Hawaii is the best team uh, that he believes uh, there is right now in the conference. So we'll see how it all plays out. Let's flip it over to our worst. And I don't know, I kind of feel like the worst has to be the handling of the coach selection and some of the other issues surrounding University of Hawaii football and this athletics program. So I'm actually just going to break the rules and, and just throw in another best because I, I couldn't think of any other worst that was worse than that worst. So uh, I'll go with uh, my second best, which is I always have uh, such a privilege and honor to be associated with this event, the Polynesian Bowl, which was played this past week. It couldn't be played at Aloha Stadium this time around. Uh, so they played it at Kunuiakea Stadium on the campus of Kamehameha Kapalama. Uh, and it was kind of the perfect venue, right? Uh, just the association with uh, Native Hawaiian culture on that campus and, and the fact that you have that part, that aspect of the Polynesian Bowl, which is so important. Uh, and then you had a field of players, which was as talented as this game now in its fifth iteration has ever had, including the top two ranked players in the country, number one being Travis. Travis Hunter, who made big news when he flipped from Florida State to Jackson State to play for Deion Sanders on signing day, the early signing day, that is. He was named offensive MVP. He was just toying with dudes out there. Like, he is on another level, not to mention great personality. Seems to be a really humble yet kind of flashy guy, if that makes any sense whatsoever. He's a thoughtful dude, but he's also very thoughtful when it comes to the fact that he knows he's the ish. And, and so he's out there kind of doing his thing. It was, it was really kind of cool uh, seeing him uh, in action. And then you had Jay Sean Barham, uh, who's headed to Maryland. He was the defensive MVP, had a handful of tackles, two TFLs, had a pick six down the stretch of that one. Uh, just some great talent on the field. It, it's always a wonderful night to honor uh, players of, of Polynesian ancestry, the, the great history of the Polynesian culture as it pertains to the game of football. Got to see Olin Krutz, who I played Little League sports with at Kalaniana Ole Athletic Club and, and meet his family, his wife, Wendy, and his like, uh, I don't know, 30 kids or whatever it is. I mean, the guy, his son was playing in the uh -huh. game. I mean, just, it's, it's really, it's really awesome. Uh, and, and was a fun event to be a part of. Uh, and so was working alongside James Bates, won a national championship as a linebacker for Steve Spurrier at Florida back in the day, a uh, really wonderful guy. And so, yeah, just had a, had a great time. So that's my, that's my second best. Yeah, it was, it's kind of a cool setting up, up at Kamehameha and, and it, it makes a lot of sense to, to kind of have the game there in the interim. Uh, it just keeps getting better and better. Barham was was pretty impressive. I, I got to watch most of the game, and and he definitely jumps out at you. Uh, so that'd be cool. Yeah, I I, I wish uh, the Bears would listen to Olin a little bit more when it comes to uh, <laughs> like head coaching hires and things like that. He got like in a spat with one of the uh, the owners <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. Bears. It's like, oh my god. I don't uh, know. I'm too old in that, by the way. I don't know. I mean, you know, Olin turned down what fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, that's a pretty generous offer there for Olin Cruz, right? This what this wasn't going to be my worst. <laughs> you know, I don't want to make it about the Bears, but uh, oh, it, just it, do it. it. But NFL coaching hires kind of my well, really, my I was pinpointing uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars who just can't get out of their way. Like, how obvious is it that Byron Leftwich should be their coach? <laughs> right? We just spent an entire episode talking about Timmy Chang coming home, the favorite son. 
right? It's like Byron Leftwich, the greatest quarterback in that franchise's feeble history, right? Uh, I mean, I guess you could argue Mark Brunell or something like that. Uh, but like Leftwich is synonymous with the Jags. Like, why is how, how are they not just like, hey, Byron, come just have as much control as you want because we're kind of a dumpster fire anyway. Um, but it's like a power struggle with Trent Balky, who's not even like a good GM and got run out of town in San Francisco after he started with Harbaugh and ended with like Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly just running that franchise into the ground. Like what, what are they doing there? It makes no sense. You know, I don't know. And then guys like Eric the like still aren't getting a shot at things. Like I was, as a Bears fan, I was hoping they were hiring Jim Caldwell because he was one of the finalists and the guy, you know, very well, Canola from his time in Detroit. And we end up with Matt Eberflus, I guess, you know, like a defensive coach. Like that's kind of cool, you know, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, the Jags, the, the, to me of all the, the, the coaching fiasco things going on, like, what are you doing? Hire know, Byron Leftwich, you idiots. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but and it could be a great hire. And it's probably good that they're focusing once again on defense because that's the Chicago Bears identity. But I mean, the name Eberflus, like, I just don't see how that works. Like, I just don't know. I know that's, that's terrible to say. It's judging the book by its cover. You're not putting that on like a shirt, right? It's not, it's not chow time. It's not June with throw. You know, it's it's not it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one H away from being Eber flush, and that's just not a good thing. It's not a good thing to have. But hey, I'm wishing you all the best uh, as uh, as a division member, uh, Detroit Lions fan. Um, I hope that it all goes as well for you as it has for us. Yeah, I, I don't have high hopes, so you know, whatever. <laughs> well, we do have high hopes for Timmy Chang, and, and we uh, definitely wish him the best. It was great talking with him, and, and we can't uh, thank him enough uh, for uh, joining the show. That'll do it for us in this episode. Uh, we're a little bit in limbo about next week because I got to travel to the mainland with the University of Hawaii volleyball team for that first point collegiate challenge in Austin, Texas. Uh, so a little up in the air for next week, but we'll uh, definitely keep you posted on that. Jordan, it's been fun. Great seeing you again. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Kanoa Leahy, at Jordan Helly, or at TalkSports808. Uh, that'll do it for this time around, but uh, we'll be back soon here. Jordan, I'll talk to you again in a little bit. See you, man.